joy seekers, joy givers, anyone looking for an infusion of joy, you've come to the right place. My name is Deb McGregor. I'm your host for Live Joy, Share Joy, a program that is all about living joy and sharing joy in the world. Today, we are going to talk about joy and travel. And to guide us literally through this conversation is our very special guest, Valerie Olson. She is a trip coordinator with EF Educational Tours. Welcome to the program. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. Well, I'm excited too. Now, I just lean to let you know that deep down, I would have loved it if we could have flown across the ocean and done this live from France. But of course, that was in our dreams, right? Yes. (laughs) C'est la vie. But we can talk about travel anyway. Valerie, how did you get started with the travel bug? Let's talk a little bit about where does that start? Because for you, this is not just a one-time thing. This is almost, it's like a passion. Yeah. Well... I don't know how I had the courage to go when I was 18. I I left, I went on a trip through EF actually um, in my senior year and we went to five countries for like 20 days and I just had no fear and I just was excited to go explore new places. And then I didn't travel for a long time um, until like my honeymoon and things like that went to Puerto Rico. But really what started my journey with EF is my 21-year-old daughter, she um, wanted to go to Greece because she was really into some um, books that talked about Greek mythology and things like that. And my husband and I are both teachers, so we just really knew that we weren't going to be able to afford to go traveling a lot um, until probably retirement. We didn't want to wait that long. So um, I did some digging and I found this company, EF, and they were very willing to help me plan a trip and get young people excited about traveling. And I was really excited about just helping young students explore the world outside of Minnesota. So let's talk a little bit about EF, just so people understand what that is, because EF has to stand for something. Mm -hmm. It stands for Education First. And it's a travel company that's been around for over 50 years. And they're all over the world. They have offices all over the world. And I've led five trips with them so far. And um, they've even, they're very successful and they've even sponsored one of the biking um, teams uh, for the Tour de France. Oh, we can say très bien, the Tour de France. Ah, I love that. (laughs) Yes. So I want to talk a little bit about this, what it means when you say organizing a trip or taking a group over. Talk to us a little bit about that because my guess is that not everybody would say, oh, it's my dream thing to take yeah. a group of teenagers <laughs> over to you. <laughs> I have never had fear of bringing students. I know it's somebody's nightmare out there, but I have never been fearful of bringing students to a foreign country. I don't know why. I'm very calm about it. Uh, but I teach geography, so I, I do have a passion about other countries and cultures. And <laughs> when I talk about <laughs> these trips in my classroom, I the kids are very excited and a lot of them want to go um, and they want they I think they have a natural urge to learn about people from other cultures and and to visit these places that they've only seen in picture books right so well you're what I see is that you're bringing what they're reading about to life yes it's an opportunity when you read about a culture to actually go and experience the culture with the people right and, and I'm thinking about uh, you and I were talking before we went on the air about even during the time of Jesus, 
Think about how much when people would travel, someone would greet them at the door, wash their feet. People would walk miles to go see someone. And I even think about the ministry of Jesus. I mean, Jesus was like he was going door to door, to door really like he was going from town to town. And so this ability to get to know different cultures, I think way back mm-hmm. was even literally you could walk ten, 10 miles away and have a completely different culture right there. So I love that you're bringing this to life for people. Yeah. I mean, one of the quotes I really like from Luke thirteen twenty nine is reminding us that we are all welcome. And when we travel, we meet and eat with people from all over the world and we have discussions with them. And I just like thinking that people will come from east and west and north and south and recline at the table of the kingdom of God. So whenever we have a dinner with all of our group, we always have people in the restaurant that are from other countries and our kids that we travel with and adults too really don't hesitate to just start a conversation because I think Minnesotans are very friendly and they easily just start talking and conversing with people from other places and it's just a natural thing and it's just it's just wonderful to see that. I I love this. I know you've taken several trips. So let's talk about some of the places that you've visited. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> we have mainly gone to Europe. Uh lots of countries in Europe. I mean our biggest trip was 42 people and we went from England to Greece for 21 days. So it was a large trip. Um and so we got the goal of EF and for me is to give the students and, and adults a little bit of a little taste of every country to pique their curiosity, to um, hopefully encourage them to come back another day and, and experience the culture more in depth. So typically the, the cities and countries we visit are two to three days in each place and then we take a, a charter bus or a train or whatever it is to the next country and then we experience more of that culture so so i know you mentioned a lot of europe places i'm Mm -hmm. assuming the typical the germany's the france's the greece switzerland austria those type of places yeah students really like to go to the big famous places so they really like london paris you know things like that um so we've done a scandinavia trip we've done um you know anywhere from england to like you said switzerland um, France, Ireland. I know you've Ireland, been to Ireland and you. Scotland. That was one of the trips that my husband and wonderful. son actually did and loved it. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm assuming you are not an expert by any means on all of these countries. So who meets you or how do you mm-hmm. actually help people get educated more on a local basis with all of the adventures that everyone gets to do? Yeah. So what's really great about these companies is it's wonderful for me to to advertise and to encourage students and adults to go with us. And then my job is to get them there, (laughs) get on the plane, get to the airport. And then once we're at the airport, EF assigns us a uh, travel guide who is from that region. Um, And it's usually a person who is very fluent in multiple languages, and they stay with us 24-7 the whole entire trip. And once we get there, they take over and they lead us and they've they've had everything planned. I don't have to worry about a thing other than just making sure my travelers are okay, um, which is usually very easy. And um, the travel guide is just with us and takes care of everything and organizes everything and buys our tickets to the train and 
buys our tickets to, you know, a play that we might see and things like that. So I know they're Steve wonderful. had really one of Jamie was yes. the name of the tour guide that and I believe isn't she meeting you on your next trip too? She, I have requested her. Yep. And okay. she said she was willing to do our next trip, which is to Germany, Switzerland, Austria, Czech Republic and Liechtenstein. So oh, it's going to be yes. in Prague. Isn't Prague in there? Yeah. Did we already yes, say that? I you said might Czech have said Republic. It. Oh, you yeah. said the Czech Republic. I'm all about the Prague. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just give me yeah. Prague and that's everybody where she's says at, it's right. so beautiful. So. Oh, everybody I know that's been to Prague yes. like raves about it. Yeah. Like and and to be able to go with a group that knows the places to go mm-hmm. and and just to be aware of things, right? Because yeah. each country is different. And uh, while the a lot of people do speak English, there are <laughs> times where you find yourself like, oh, it'd be nice to have someone who speaks the language. This has always been something that fascinates me over in Europe is unlike the U.S. where most of us have to choose. Mm-hmm. We get English and maybe one other language, depending right. on where we live and go to school. A lot of countries in Europe, I mean, it's just a natural that they have their language. Then, Mm -hmm. of course, they're taking English. And then there's usually at least one other language, if not even more languages. So it's completely different going to Europe in terms of being able to talk to people and communicate to people. And we have to understand that their countries are so small and close together. They can travel to two, three countries in one day. And obviously, in the United States, we're much larger. So it, it really... To me, it doesn't make sense to know or to have to learn a language unless you're on like the southern border. You know, we have the French Canadians, of course. But um, uh, yeah, in in Europe, uh, pretty much everybody does speak multiple languages. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, and I know for me, like I speak French. I loved learning French just because, A, I think it's great for brain expansion, yeah. the, the research studies. But I also, I am amazed at the places I've been able to use it. Mm. Even in situations where maybe, like, I remember one time I was with someone who was from Germany. I didn't speak German and they didn't really speak good English, but we both spoke French. And so we were actually able to communicate using French, which I always find that fascinating um, for myself (laughs) as well. And so as you're talking about these destinations, how do you choose the location of mm. where you're going to go? Like, is this, you pull it out of a hat, you take surveys, <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I do. Or maybe I we don't really know. <laughs> <laughs> it's places I want to visit, um, or my family wants to visit, because I've taken, I have three children, and they've all been to Europe at least once, and some of them twice already, and they're, you know, under 21, which is pretty amazing, I think. Um but I do take surveys. I have a Facebook site and um, I, I do an Instagram. So I do polls on there about like maybe three options. Where would you like to go next? And uh, I, I do take that into consideration. Um, and so, you know, we did want to try and get out of Europe for a while and we wanted to go to Australia. Uh, but that trip, uh, because of COVID, was canceled for yeah. the last two years. So, Yeah. That was a huge disappointment, I think, for people because, again, like you said, you're getting out of Europe and you had a lot of people, people going. Mm-hmm. Do you hope to bring that one back at some I point? I do. Yeah, it's it's on my bucket list and my whole family and, and we had over 30, I think, signed up to go on that one. And New Zealand was a big uh, trip on that, too, a side trip on that. So it was wonderful to see that. Yeah, definitely. Uh, that we could go there, but it was canceled. Yeah. Well, obviously, COVID has had a huge impact, and I know there's a lot more that we could talk about uh, with regards to the impact of COVID and travel. We are going to get to that. In fact, there's a lot more that we're going to get to. Uh, We're going to take a pause, but when we come back, 
We're going to talk about the impact of COVID on travel. We're going to talk about the places that Valerie really wants to go to that she hasn't been to yet. We're going to talk about some of her trip highlights, like some of those moments that she'll never forget. And maybe if we can get her to speak up a little bit about the times when things didn't Mm -hmm. go right, we'll talk about that too. We have a whole lot more to share with you about joy and travel as we are visiting with Valerie Olson, a trip coordinator with EF Educational Tours. We're just going to take a little bit of a brief pause to thank those people who are a part of this program. Stay tuned. Don't go away. Since 1894, Ameriprise Financial has worked for their clients' futures, helping millions of Americans retire on their terms. Work with Ameriprise Financial Advisors Gina Ripkema, Shelley Loff, and Donna Gunderson, and together you'll develop a customized plan for your retirement. Discover the one-to-one relationship you deserve. Call Gina Ripkema, Shelley Loff, and Donna Gunderson. Office is located downtown Bemidji at 122 3rd Street Northwest or at 1202 1st Street East in Park Rapids. Investment advisory products and services. Services are made available through Arise Financial Group, a division of Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc., a registered investment advisor. This is Deb McGregor of Live Joy, Share Joy. Can you imagine getting a text right to your phone that is all about joy? Every Friday, I send out a joy note. This is a message of encouragement, contemplation, insight, and more. If you want to receive a joy note right to your phone, text the word joy to 218 218- Two four eight six five five six. I look forward to sharing more joy with you on a weekly basis. Let's build a community of joy. Are you currently renting your home? Give Team Ailsworth, Noemi, Harry, and Abby of Real Living First Realty a call. Trust them to help guide you through the home buying process. With interest rates as low as they are, now is a good time to take that leap into being a homeowner. The award-winning customer service team is ready to make you their priority. Call Noemi at 218-760-4689 or click the link for Team Ailsworth on the Business Impact Partner page at yourqfm.com. Make owning a home your reality today. This is Deb McGregor of Live Joy, Share Joy. We have Valerie Olson, a trip coordinator with EF Educational Tours, joining us today talking about joy and travel. Welcome back to the program. Thank you. Valerie, going into the break, we were talking about some of the highlights that you have had or experienced as a part of these trips and travel. Would you want to share one or two of them with us? Uh, Yeah, we have had just amazing times together and it's just really exciting to visit some of these most famous places like Notre Dame or the Eiffel Tower, um, Big Ben, you know, things like that. And to see the students and adults' faces, the travelers' faces, uh, when they get to see these things and experience them firsthand is really wonderful. Um, I think one of, one of my favorite things or m- memories is that when we were in Paris and it was, it's been really hot the last several years in, in Europe and they don't have a lot of air conditioning, so Americans really suffer. Um, and so one of the last days in Paris, it was like over 100 degrees, and we finally ended the three days in Paris with taking a river cruise on mm-hmm. the Seine and um, seeing you know, Notre Dame, and we got to see it the year before it burned. Wow. So that was really special because when I saw that in the newspaper, I was just shocked and literally gasped when I saw that it was on fire um, and just felt really privileged that we got to see it several times before and got to tour it and things like that. But um, 
we ended that that few days on the river cruise and we got to see Notre Dame from different points of view and a lot of other famous places and the beautiful architecture and then it was at night so they perfectly timed it of course to end it right at the Eiffel Tower and if you don't know the Eiffel Tower at the top of each hour they uh, have a I think it's like three million sparkly lights or something like that on the Eiffel Tower that goes off at the top of each hour. And just to hear all of my travelers, ooh and ah, and just smile (laughs) hugely to see the Eiffel Tower sparkling with all of its lights at like 11 p.m. at night. It was it was a great sight. And it was I like to take a step back and I like to look at all of my travelers faces when they're seeing famous places like this and and experiencing these things. And I just see pure joy on their face and it's wonderful. And that's why I do it. Yeah. Well, and there's that joy of travel. Yeah. It's not always about this destination. It's the experience that happens within the journey. Mm -hmm. And isn't that like life? I mean, this is our walk in life. It's our walk with the Lord. Like it's all of the above, right? Yep. I know that you're a foodie. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> Just a little bit. And I know that that is also yeah. a piece of the highlights for you of some mm-hmm. of these places. I know Steve talked about uh, one of the places, <laughs> I'm not sure if it was Scotland or Ireland, where you were, there was apparently some place that had the best, was it like an Irish stew or something? Oh, um, yeah. I, yep. I can't remember. Had, he raves about this. We had lots of great food there, lots of great breads. Um, haggis, which a lot of people kind of frown upon, but um, it really just tasted like a little bit like venison. And it, and if I could eat it, I think anybody could eat it because um, I've heard of horror stories of people experiencing haggis. Uh, but yeah, I mean, we, we go there and the breakfasts and dinners are supplied for us. And so we'll go into the restaurant and you basically can eat what they have there. And one time it was rabbit which was wonderful, but they don't tell you sometimes what it is until afterwards, which is great. I love the adventure and kind of just being, um, you know, surprised at what you're going to eat and things like that. Uh, But really wonderful food, wonderful desserts, of course. And um, Oh, we would never have dessert. (laughs) No. (laughs) We always eat dessert. There's always something sweet at the end. And I love a good macaron, you know, from France. Yes. Oh, that's amazing. So... I know, uh, you know, we've shared obviously some of the highlights here and uh, some of the great experiences meeting people, building relationships with people. We also know that it isn't always <laughs> perfect. Right. <laughs> and while I know that your trips, because you're so organized, probably normally go out with a, without a hitch, not to say that there may have been too many joy busters, but <laughs> were there ever or has there ever been a moment or a time where you were just like, I really need to trust the Lord here because something's amiss. <laughs> well, two things come to mind, but one of one of my favorite things is we were in Switzerland going up a mountain on a trolley. And, of course, you said I'm organized, and our tour guide is always telling the students, be back here at this spot at 4 o'clock or in two hours or whatever it is. And we <laughs> make it very clear what time you're supposed to be back. And we were at towards the end of the day, and we had to be back at, say, 4 o'clock on this trolley to get back down the mountain. And when I did a head count, um, I noticed that two teenagers were not there. And it was a young young lady and a young man. And I had noticed that they had started to flirt with each other during the trip. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> and, you know, they're in Europe. They're experiencing, you know, that young love. <laughs> uh, and they weren't there. And we were kind of, you know, a little worried, like, okay, where are they? You know, the trolley has to leave, and there's other passengers on the trolley. Uh, so, um, <laughs> we, finally, the conductor said, we have to go. And so, what I had my husband do, he, he was a chap- he's a chaperone, too, and he stayed behind, and just as the trolley is leaving down the mountain, um, I can see my husband kind of walking, and he's waving to the two teenagers from on top of the hill, and they're running towards the trolley because they realize that they've missed it. Uh, they had decided to walk off and kind of do a little lover's uh, chat <laughs> and walk, and... Um, yeah, so they were running towards the trolley, and we were heading down the mountain, and we couldn't stop because we weren't in charge of it. And so my husband had to stay back and wait for them. And then another trolley didn't go up for another hour, so we were behind on schedule. And my husband said that, um, you know, he, he said the kids were very sorry and things like that, but uh, he said they had this look on their face like, what is Valerie going to say? You know, <laughs> what is she going to do? Uh, you know, and I just had a chat with them finally when we did all meet up. They were fine. And at dinner that night, I had them apologize to the group because they caused us to be an hour behind in our schedule. So uh, I, it's a great lesson. They were never late again. And um, I think it build, it built character that they realized that they kind of did something a little, you know, in the wrong a little bit. Uh, but to apologize to the group, and yeah, I think it builds character. And I've had lots of parents comment that their teenager, when they get back from a trip, they notice major growth, major maturity growth, yeah, and uh, appreciation for other people and cultures, especially. Right. I love that you're bringing this in because I think one of the gifts in doing a trip, like an EF trip, a mm-hmm. mission trip, any of those mm-hmm. things... It does teach character and it does teach some discipline. And I love the correction that you are bringing about here. And I love that they were asked to apologize to the group because in their decision to be self-serving, there was an impact on the rest of the group. And a lot of times I think that just gets, oh, whatever, you know, move on, move on. And by teaching that in that correction, you were building character. Right. And Mike, like you said, I bet they never did that no, again. they didn't. And uh, yeah, I, and then the tour guide who was with us, you know, the one from a foreign country who was our guide, uh, he pulled me aside and he said, you're a great leader because I've never seen a tour person do that before, you know, someone from the States. So he, and I, he was very impressed. I think <laughs> leadership and parenting, there's so many, I mean, this could be a whole nother program that we could talk mm-hmm. about. And what does it really mean to help build good character in our children? Yeah. And what does it mean to actually create more leaders yep. in our children? Really and important. you are doing that and modeling that in the trips yeah. that you're doing. And I think that's really important to, to really point out. Mm-hmm. They learn so much. I mean, other than just the, you know, visiting and learning about the buildings and things like that. But they learn how to deal with people on different levels that they don't get to experience here in the United States. We don't get a lot of foreigners in Bemidji, Minnesota. Um, so to have to maneuver that and to figure out how to do it yep. is val- invaluable. And to like not be on your phone all the time. Oh, to yeah. actually be yeah. experiencing with people, yep. talking to people, learning to communicate not just with people on the trip, right. but people from other countries and other cultures and really seeking to understand yeah. 
that's one thing I think uh, there's, I feel like there's this distinction here between we can seek to understand, we can have empathy, we can have a compassion. We may not always agree with what it would look like in our lives. It doesn't mean that we can't learn about or try to understand, Absolutely. right? Yep. Like not everybody's going to be eating haggis every day, but right. <laughs> you can understand why in that country that is a tradition and how it comes about mm-hmm. and why it's an important component yeah. of that culture. Just being exposed. Absolutely. It's, that's. I think that's, again, one of the main reasons I do it is just to expose our kids to something other than what they see, you know, in their local communities. Yeah. So where have you not gone that you still want to go (laughs) i really want to tackle um east asia i really want to go to thailand and um china japan um vietnam even i just think i've heard so many fellow travelers that i know that have been there and they say you know it's beautiful uh the culture is so different and it's something that you've never experienced before the food is spectacular you know, I just really want to go to like a Thai beach and um, and experience the little boats that people have on the river and they sell their foods and their goods and things like that. And just experience a culture that is something I've never been involved with before. And I think that would be really eye opening. Yeah. And it's amazing how much growth we have in ourselves when we mm. open our eyes to be aware of what is there. Right. And yeah. and. I love that you're bringing joy to the world because that's who you are. You are grounded in faith. You're grounded in who you are and you're bringing your joy to the world. I'm trying. Yeah. <laughs> well, aren't we all trying every day? Yeah, that's what it is. It's just daily, you know, trying to do our best and explore the world. My guess is some people are going to want to connect with you to find out more about these trips, more out about you as a as a voyager. <laughs> uh, so how would people get in touch with you or learn about these trips? Yeah, um, well, my I have to... I named my travel group UFTA Travelers. <laughs> oh, surprise, surprise. <laughs> well, I, I have found that EF, they're based in Colorado and Boston. And the people out in Boston, they're like, what's UFTA? What? Yeah. <laughs> they don't understand what UFTA means. And um, it's kind of like a Scandinavian saying, uh, if something's overwhelming or kind of surprising, and you're just like, oh, UFTA, you know, something like that. And it, Minnesotans know it very well, and it just kind of fit. Uh, it was kind of a fun name that I just picked. So, uh, yeah, I have a website uh, called uftatravelers.weebly.com, uh, and they can find information on how to contact me there, email, and if, um, upcoming trips, and then also where to sign up and how to sign up is on that web- website. All right, fantastic. And they can even get on board for the next trip. Oh, absolutely. Yep. We have two trips coming up, both to Europe. A uh, big one to Germany and the surrounding areas, and then from France to the uh, Mediterranean, Italy and Greece. All so, right. Ooh. It sounds like a lot of good reasons to check yeah. out your site. Move to Travelers, I love it. Yes, It's thank all you. great. <laughs> Valerie, we want to thank you for taking some time to talk, about, uh, talk to us. Valerie, we want to thank you for taking some time to come and talk to us about joy and travel. You are amazing. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, absolutely. And we want to thank all of you for choosing to tune in today. Maybe some traveling is in your future as well. Thanks again, Valerie Olson, a trip coordinator with EF Educational Tours. Thanks to all of you for choosing to listen. Please remember to go out, live joy, and share joy.
is Deb McGregor of Life Full of Joy. Thank you for tuning in to Live Joy, Share Joy. We currently have availability for corporate sponsors on the show. Do you want to be aligned with all things joy and reach our listening audience? We have several options available, including our joy boosters. Contact your QFM today for sponsorship details.